On this episode of The Playbook, I have Leonard Armato, CEO of Management Plus Enterprises. He was Shaq's agent for seven years. In fact, he represented most of the big men in the NBA. But it was the littlest man that he ever coached that changed his life. Join me for all of this and more on The Playbook. This is Entrepreneur's The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success and what made them champions on the field and in the boardroom. I'm your host and CEO of Sports One Marketing, David Meltzer. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneur The Playbook. And finally, I have someone who has a similar background to me, meaning it is all over the place, which means he's truly an entrepreneur. <laughs> this is Leonard Armato. He is the CEO of Management Plus, and that is an aggregate of many different businesses. So he is a super entrepreneur. But we're going to start with our similarity that Leonard is a famous sports agent. That's where you uh, really had your name out there, and you've done so much more since then. And I love the story about and so many kids on the playbook tell me, you know, I want to be a sports agent. What's the best thing to do to be a sports agent? And when I hear your story, I kind of think, how do you tell kids how this happened? You went to law school, uh, but not really to be a sports agent. Right, right. I, I went to law school uh, having played basketball in college. Um, but I didn't know I was going to become a sports attorney, a sports agent. That happened much later. Um, my basketball coach actually suggested that I do that um, because he had on his team a great football player who was a two-sport athlete at USC, a guy named Ronnie Lott, <laughs> the 13th greatest player in the history of the NFL, the greatest defensive back in the history of the NFL. In the top to, 100 right now. Yeah, well, he's, he was 13 of all time and the number one defensive back. I mean, he's amazing. And I fortuitously, because of my um, relationship with Stan Morrison, got a meeting with him, even though I had no experience as a sports agent, as a sports lawyer, and I was sitting there trying to sell him on me when he was being courted by all the top agents in the entire sports business. And so when I talk to young people about, you know, what they can do as they try to enter the, you know, the world, uh, you know, in trying to find their new career, is you've got to develop a value proposition for yourself. I mean, that's the most important thing. What are my strengths given, you know, the state of my life right now? What can I sell myself as so that people understand that I have a unique selling point? And my unique selling point to him was I can spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year focused on all of your goals, aspirations, hopes, and dreams. And so that's how, you know, I was able to ultimately get him to agree that I could work for him for free for 30 days in order to prove myself. <laughs> so I just said, listen, get, let me make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll work for you for free just to show you I'm the one for you. If you don't think so, at the end of those 30 days, then I'll just walk away and there'll be no obligation on your part. So anyway. <laughs> but what's interesting too is, like me, I believe that you have to have that value proposition. You have to convince someone that, look, I'm going to give you $100 of value and I'm only asking for 20 back. Yeah. Right? This is mathematical. But something's bigger in what you told and what you said, and I think it's important for the playbook, is that none of it occurs if you didn't earn the respect of your coach. If oh. you didn't have the relationship that somebody else wanted you to do well. Somebody else wanted to elevate you, to elevate <clears throat> themselves, but they, you, you made an impression. 
through the heart and discipline and hard work, probably on the court for your coach and oh, off the court yeah. in the classroom. And I think a lot of people discount the fact that, you know, Leonard Armato would not be Leonard Armato if you didn't put the work in while you were in college to gain the respect and earn the, you know, that uh, opinion of him to go ahead and put you in front of Ronnie Lott. No, that's a great point, David. And, and you know, the interesting part about life is that you have to always, you know, strive to exceed expectation of people around you. And so what can you do to, to make that happen? If you think about it, how do I make you, David, trust me, believe in me, and want to help me? Well, I've got to do a few things. Number one, I have to work really hard and I have to do things you didn't expect I could do. So I have to exceed your expectation every day. And how do you do that with people? One of the ways you do that is by working really hard. I was a walk-on athlete. I wasn't like a scholarship athlete. So I knew I had to overachieve in order to compete with people that were far more talented, you know, physically than I was, that were obviously in a position to succeed because they had been recruited and given a scholarship. So I had to work that much harder and actually be better than them. It's almost like gender inequality. You know, you got to be better than that, that person yeah. to be get the I have same a height job. Inequality, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to do that and you know, if you are trustworthy and dependable and exceed expectation and you demonstrate grit, you know, which has been determined to be the single most important factor in achieving success, then you're going to earn the respect of people. And I earned the respect of my coach. In fact, he did award me a scholarship ultimately and believed in me enough to recommend me. And that gave me at least, you know, a seat at the table. And once I got a seat at the table, then I had to, it was my responsibility to create and communicate my value proposition. And, and I was able to do that with Ronnie. But one of the things I wanted to tell you today is you and I believe in many of the same things. You know, we want to inspire people to be their best. I mean, my whole thing, and I realized this as I was sort of developing in my career, is I want to be able to enable greatness in people and, and really try to show them how to maximize their potential. It has to start with you. But then once you learn certain things and develop certain principles, then you want to share those principles with other people. Like, I was fortunate enough when Shaquille O'Neal was admitted to the Hall of Fame. He got up on stage and he looked at me and he said, I want to thank you for teaching me how to maximize my potential. He said that again about a month ago when I introduced him in a big marketing conference. And that made me feel obviously really good. But it also can work in other situations. Like, for example, when I was coaching my son's basketball team, you know, I picked everybody on the team. We got down to the last pick and I saw this really gangly, tall, kind of uncoordinated kid. And his name is Travis. And I said, oh, I'm going to pick Travis as my last pick. So I picked him. And he was the last pick on my team. In the first game, I put him in. I go, you're tall. Get out there and rebound. Travis goes out on the court. He gets pushed around. He runs up and down the court. He doesn't do anything. I call timeout. I'm going to chew him out. I see him walk over towards me. His tears are streaming down his face. I'm thinking to myself, Oh gosh, I can't chew him out. All right, Travis, just run up and down the court. It's okay. The next day, we had a practice. I said, Travis, come here. I'm going to teach you a couple of post moves. So I, I taught him a couple things like get close to the basket, catch the ball, shoot a little shot. We worked on this over the course of the year. He started to contribute a little bit in the games. At the end of the season, we won the championship. He wasn't the star, but he did some things that helped our team. Ten years go by, I don't hear from him. I get a phone call. It's his mom. He says, hi, uh, Leonard, this is Travis Tondor's mom. I said, oh, hello, very nice to hear from you. How's Travis? Oh, he's great. He's been accepted to Caltech. He's going to become an engineer. I just wanted to let you know. I said, oh, that's great news. Oh. She said, I want to tell you one other thing. He wrote a paper on the three people that influenced him the most in his life, and you were the first person he wrote about. He said, 
that you believed in him when nobody else would. And you taught him things he never thought he could learn. So, well. you know, you got Shaq, you got Travis. So anybody that comes in contact with you, you want to you want to inspire them like you like to do, David, inspire them to be their best. Look inside them and see where the champion lies so you can bring out the champion within. And that's really a fun thing to do. Wow. You got me choked up because I'm sitting <laughs> here going, you know, these Travises of the world. Yeah. And, and we fall kind of in between Travis and, and Shaq. Shaq. <laughs> Probably closer to Travis. But nonetheless, yeah. one of the things when I look at your career and look at your personality and I, I hear about myself is, you know, we may not have all the talent in the world. We're not yeah. the smartest, best looking or the best <laughs> yeah. athletes. Yeah. But we live closer to our, our potential. Right. And we're pursuing it still. Yeah. Right. We're on the second <laughs> half yeah. of our ball game. Right. But we're still driving to our potential. Yeah. And I love the fact that we're both in conspiracy together to help other people totally. realize their potential. Totally. And I think more people have to understand that when we look for the light in other people, that even if it's just taking the time and paying attention and putting intention into someone to teach them you know, how to catch the ball right. or whatever, <clears throat> it can have a tremendous impact you on the rest it. of that you never realize it. And it's the know. best feeling yeah. in the world. I mean, it is a great feeling. We, are getting into it, but you did end up representing Shaquille O'Neal and still very close, obviously, yeah. to Shaquille. And it's so much fun to have people like the great Hall of Famers that we yeah. work with tell you what of impact you've had on them. Yeah. But I particularly, I don't get choked up when you tell me, you know, you helped Lonnie Lott uh, become the greatest that he was. Or, you but know, you like the Travis story. I, I, lo I, lo I love that because... To me, that's what more people can do yeah. every day. Totally. Because there's tons of 10-year-old coaches out there yeah. that are instead of inspiring and, and looking for the light and just saying, look, it's not about being the best, it's about being your best. Right. And, and pro I would say progress, because kids get frustrated these days because they see a perfect world on social media. I know. And I'd say, <clears throat> even in my own life, in your life, people, I'm like, no, no, Leonard and Dave Meltzer are not perfect people. No, I know. Right? So know. let's get... Progress though. David Meltzer and Leonard, our motto are progressive people. We're continually improving, we're expanding, and we're accelerating what we do. And that's what we want you to do. And if you can do it earlier than us and, and work more efficiently than us, you can be far more than you even dreamed of being. Right. And we can share, you know, what we've learned either through our own experience or by modeling or watching amazing people that we've been in contact with and, and basically extracting knowledge from them. And, and I would like to share a few things if you don't mind. Yeah, and, please. You know, I think when, you know, people try to enable greatness in themselves, one of the things, and you talk about this all the time, is how do you set yourself up through the course of a day to be your best self? And you look back to some of the great coaches of all time, whether it's John Wooden, who says, make every day a masterpiece. Or you talk about Pete Carroll, who I, who I represented in, for many years and was a very close friend, introduced him to his wife. And Pete always talks about winning every moment. And one of the things that you talk about, which I am a complete believer in, is when you wake up, you have to fill yourself up with gratitude for what you have in your life. And you have to put yourself in a state of mind where you're empowered so that when you go forward throughout the course of that day, you have to make each moment, I like to say this, each moment an act of love. So that if you make each moment an act of love, you make everyone's life better that you come in contact with, you're always going to end up 
you know, at the end of the day, feeling good about yourself and maximizing your potential. Because when you, you know, there's, there's two, basically, there's two camps. The camp of the anxiety and the camp of empowerment. And anxiety is all about, you know, being shrinking. Anxiety is all about being, um, being paralyzed. Empowerment's all about feeling powerful, feeling full of love, feeling full of confidence. And when you're in that state, you're going to impact people in a powerful way. And I, I just want to make one more point. A guy named Quincy Jones, who you've heard of. Of course. <clears throat> when you're with people that inspire you, like him, for example, it'll make you feel better about yourself and it'll make you feel like you can do things, like Travis said, that he never felt he could do. And, and that's why it's so important to surround yourself with people that inspire you, people that you feel are better than you, people that can get you to do things you never expected you could do. So if you kind of keep in mind you know, certain principles when you're living your life and plan properly, I know you had my wife Holly McPeak on before and she talked about the importance of planning. It's so important. If you have a plan and then you execute it with a state of mind full of empowerment, you know, full of gratitude, full of love, you're going to make great things happen. It is true, and, I, and you're so good at not only setting your mindset, but arranging your mindset, which are two different processes. So in the morning, like you say, I set my mindset at the mm -hmm. highest frequency, but during the day, I think we both arrange our mindset. But the one thing that I think is interesting about sports agents is there's an analogy I used to tell people, and they say, you know, what makes a successful sports agent? I said, here's what I look at. Imagine you're not the best looking guy, but you have to walk into a bar and there's the most beautiful woman at the bar. And your job every day is not only to get that girl, that beautiful woman, to leave with you, <laughs> but even worse. After you get her to leave with you, now you have to keep her because every other guy in the world who has maybe better hair, yeah. taller, better looking, and the best sports agents are the ones that I know can walk into a bar. They may not be the best looking, but they can get the most beautiful. Every single person, and this happened even with Ronnie Lott with you, mm -hmm. is when you had him. They're always trying to not steal him. And yeah. they all, and they make up stories and they'll say whatever they can to get your girl to I leave know. with them. I know. And yet, all you had to do was go back to your values yeah. and remind them of, of your character. Yeah. And people like Ronnie Lott and others throughout your career have stuck by you, even though they may have had these enticing offers from other people. Well, one of the things I learned early on is you always have to under promise and over deliver. So if, if, if David Meltzer is a, a let's say an outstanding defensive back and I said David you I know, wish I was. <laughs> you know I think I can get you a five million dollar a year contract and you're like really? I said yeah I think I could do that. And I come in and I go David I got you 4.9 million. You're like what 4.9 million are you kidding me? But if I said David I can get you a $5 million a year contract knowing I can get you a six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I come in, David, I got you six. And you're like, well, you're amazing. You know, so you got to set expectations and then you got to over deliver. The other thing I noticed too, and I, and I want to bring this up is, you know, I learned when I was really young that if you want to build trust in a relationship, you should always be extraordinarily dependable. So if I say I'm going to be here at a certain time, I'm there. If I say I'm going to do something, I always do it. And if you can constantly like be there for somebody every single time, they're going to feel like, wow, you know, I can count on that person. The worst thing is to feel insecure in a relationship and that someone's not going to do what they say they're going to do. And that's a really, I think, important thing. It's so interesting because from the time that I truly got to know you, one of the uh, adjectives or descriptions that I would give when said, oh, you know, what's Leonard like? And 
immediately I realized you're a promise keeper. <laughs> you, you know, you keep your promises and you do over deliver. When you drive up to the house, you're out making sure that we have a place to park. But these, these are little I, I do things. you're at the library. <laughs> <laughs> but you have these little things that other people don't do, but just like with Travis, these little things that you do do make an exponential difference in people's lives. Now, moving forward, you are a person who's an entrepreneur, not only represented the greatest athletes in the world and had a very successful uh, agent tree business, but you moved and transitioned into being an entrepreneur, building the AVP. You were the CMO at Skechers, yes. which turned into, I have to just tell you personally, I love that because I always looked at Skechers coming from the sports industry side right. and working with the biggest shoe companies in the world. And, and even my COO now is the EVP advance. Oh, wow. you know, I've been integrated at, at all the big names. When Skechers first came out and then you came on as CMO, I'm like, this is such a genius marketing ploy, uh, right? And they've marketed their way up into a big brand. Oh yeah. And what do you think it is about when we have a people and we can make a product you know, actually manifest itself into the idea because originally you don't always have an A product, right? When you don't have as much money and you don't have as uh, much distribution and marketing dollars, but through marketing itself, you almost, the idea takes its form. And I think Skechers is a perfect example of that today. And so is the AVP. I don't think the AVP would exist without, you know, your manifestation and, and Holly's as well, but being able to really persevere and eventually everything grows into what's truly a great brand. Well, two you know, responses. That's a, a couple things yeah. going on there. But, <laughs> but I'll tell you, from, from the standpoint of beach volleyball, I grew up on the beach and I saw that this sport was really infectious in terms of people just being drawn towards the lifestyle. And so it was the only sport where you actually at the time could go watch and also have a party. So it was like a beach party where, you know, this great, you know, volleyball match broke out. And so corporate America, I discovered, wanted to be associated with that whole lifestyle. And that's when I found that NBC wanted to telecast it and sponsors wanted to get involved. And so we started to grow that and build it. And it turned into the first lifestyle sport. So that was kind of a fun vision to be able to realize. When it comes to Skechers, the founder, the owner of the company, Robert Greenberg, and I go way back to when he founded the company, LA Gear. And I was working with him then. We did some deals with all kinds of celebrities like Michael Jackson and all kinds of other people. And he told even me- even Warren Moon you did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he told me he wanted to take his lifestyle company and then add a performance division to it. So how do you get higher margins through a performance product? How do you get function as part of the company as opposed to just simply chasing fashion? And he had a technology for a shoe called Shape Ups. And this technology was a rocker bottom technology that we discovered could work incredibly well for a running shoe. So we ended up hiring for the walking business, the Kardashians. Kim Kardashian became our spokesperson. And then we hired for the running business a, a guy named Meb Kaflesky who was dropped by Nike but had a lot of gas left in his tank. All of a sudden he put on Skechers, won the Boston Marathon, and next thing you know, Skechers was on the cover of Runner's World magazine where you would have never expected that. We started hiring other athletes as well. But all of a sudden now the division, the performance division of Skechers is a pretty you know, significant division of the company. It's a, it's a $6.5 billion company today. 
So, yeah, um, you know, and I certainly am not taking, you know, all the credit for it. I mean, Robert Greenberg, who's the founder, is really the mastermind behind it, but I certainly helped, and, and, and I come from that world, and he didn't, so we sort of worked on it together, but it was pretty exciting to do that. One of the other biggest compliments about you is the length of your relationships. I always look at people and say, you know, I like to hang around, you know, you, you surround yourself with the right people, the right ideas, and one of those ideas or people is someone who would say, oh, well, you know, we've known each other forever. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. once you and I have a relationship, your name comes up more often and everyone lights up when I mention your name. Oh, They're like, nice. I've known him forever. <laughs> now, I don't mean to make us sound old, yeah, yeah, yeah. but to me, that is such a blessing or a gift. How do you maintain relationships over, you know, that is a long period of time. People fall off, et cetera. It seems like your relationships are long and strong. You know, when Shaquille O'Neal's sister died, you were first one at the funeral. People are very tied to you, even if you're not working with them anymore. Well, I think the, the main thing, and I, I sort of hinted at this earlier, is if you want to build successful relationships, you have to always be dependable. And I think dependability is the key. It's a, you know, whether it's a personal relationship or a business relationship, if you can count on someone, and they do what they say they're going to do, then that's obviously really important. So that's number one. Just do it. Show up. You've heard that before. Show up. So I always try to show up. Second thing is exceed expectation. So I'm I'm a person, my dad always taught me, don't be satisfied with mediocrity. You know, always, you know, do something that's special, unique. So I always try to exceed expectation whenever I do something. It's really interesting. When Shaq won the MVP award, he got, he was saying, what should I say? What should I say? You know, and, and, uh, so I said, well, my favorite quote is from a, a philosopher, Aristotle, and, and, and I told him what the quote was. So he said, okay, I'm going to use that. So he gets out there and he says, I want to thank you all for the MVP award, and I just want you to know that I'm going to use a quote to Arist- by Aristotle to describe how I feel. And Aristotle said, excellence is not a single act. It's a habit. You are what you repeatedly do. And from now on, you can call me the big Aristotle. <laughs> so, you know, just that excellence and, and constantly trying to do something that exceeds expectation, try to be innovative, but the foundation of it all is be dependable. That's awesome. Well, that last question, you have created quite a legacy personally and professionally for yourself. What do you think your superpower is? You know that one thing when you think about yourself, not what other people would say, but that makes you, you. What's that superpower? I think finding the champion within everyone. You know, in other words, what is it that I can extract from you that will become high growth? You know, where's the high growth opportunity? Shaq's the high growth opportunity. Beach volleyball's a high growth opportunity. Sketcher's performance is a high growth opportunity. You know, so I think whether it's somebody that can be remarkable and incredible when compared to everything else in society, or whether it's someone like Travis who just has to have the champion within come out so that he can maximize his potential. I, I think I'm pretty good at understanding what that is and finding that and seeing that and then getting excited about bringing that out. That's amazing. Dr. Wayne Dyer said, you know, those self-actualizing people, those people that vibrate the fastest, the people that light up a room when you came in are the people who have to be what they can be. And when I met you and when now I get to know you better and better each time, you're one of those people that you, you just feel so good around oh, because you. you do, you're full of light and you do have, I believe, a, a humble way of really just wanting to make other people better. And it just elevates you oh, and you're a perfect you. example of that. I really appreciate you thank coming you, on the playbook. You're an incredible man. Uh, and thank I'm you. just blessed to be your friend. Uh, thank I appreciate you, it. This is Dave Meltzer. 
with one of his new heroes, Leonard <laughs> Armato, an incredible mensch. Uh, this is you. Entrepreneur's The Playbook. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Playbook as much as me. On a personal note, I just wanted to thank everyone for making The Playbook such a success. Don't forget to continue it by sharing, subscribing, and listening to your favorite episodes. This is Dave Meltzer with The Playbook.